T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Via Twitter. Brian, I don't know if we can cite this in formal reporting, okay? In fact... Just lest anybody be confused, I've lost my way. We definitely can't. All right. But, Landfill, according to a person on Twitter, there's a lady that works inside FedEx Stadium. Not sure what department, but she said the scuttle was the in April the sale would be completed. So, according to a lady at FedEx that we're not sure what department she works in, April is the timeline. Now, are we talking FedEx Field that? or like, like the FedEx Kinkos? I mean, maybe it's all of FedEx. You think all of Federal Express is for sale, B? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Let's get to the BetQL guest line. Our guy, Barstool Nate, is on the line. Nate Dog, what up, man? What a scoop, JD. What a scoop <laughs> that is. How do I? <laughs> they, according to the person doing making their copies, the team might be sold. That is exclusive <laughs> stuff you can only get here. Wow. I, I, I'm going to text you the tweet so you can, you can retweet it if you want. <laughs> Um, so he, my number. Nate Dog, here's what we're doing. It's a vibe yeah. check. I don't know if you saw what happened with the Angels, with Arte Moreno. Um, I sure did. But the team was for sale, and then it wasn't. Yep. Yep. Um, so we're checking in with the people here in D.C. Any concern? No, don't. I'm just don't asking. Speak. It's a vibe check, Nate. Where are you at on this the vibe scale? Classic. This is classic. We can't talk about the Wizards. Well, the, our football team. We can talk about the Wizards, out. dude. They just made a big trade. Yeah. You want to talk Wiz? Here's the thing. The team's being sold. I don't even like you suggesting. I don't like you putting it into the universe. Clearly, you haven't been listening to the show. Brian and I both believe the team is being sold. And it'll of happen soon. Of course it's being sold. Yes. one hundred. All the millions and millions of listeners of this program right now. Let me be the voice of reason. JP is just trying to scare you. No, JP I'm not. I'm at, you, you, you are not here. You have no idea. The phone lines just lit up with people telling us he's not selling. He's moving yeah. to London. He's not selling. He's moving to, to St. Louis. Guy. Well, that, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to calm all those people down because, JP you, and Beamit, you guys are doing a great job. You guys are getting the phone calls and the, and the engagement and the interaction that you deserve and need because you are the best radio show in the world. I'm here to be the voice of reason to all the panicky Pete's out there. Dan Snyder is selling. He's not going to get cold feet. And if he does get cold feet, out the 1% chance he does not sell, the owners in the league will kick him out. They will not tolerate him anymore. So either way, he is done. I think that's a great point. I, I also think there is economic forces in play here. Yeah. That, dude, he can't get a deal done anywhere new. Like he, 
as long as he owns that team, they're staying at FedEx Field, which is a money loser at this point, or or certainly not as much of a money maker as other not places. As lucrative as, as yeah, it once exactly. It was. Um, so I, I think this is all happening. I, I do think you can also look at what the Washington Post has reported about the Nats, that the Nats were up for sale, it was going to go fast, then all of a sudden it isn't. And now they might not be up for sale, and it might just be a limited partner. I think the Nats situation is super unique because of the Orioles deal with Masson and all of that. Yeah. And and I don't think there's a lot of comparison. I think he's selling, but it's hard to just like look at the – Forecast of how things are right now and be like, oh, yeah, it's a done deal. What did look, you make look, look. of the New York I've Post watched, report? I've watched enough TV and enough secession to understand that weird, crazy stuff happens with billionaires and billionaire families and backdoor deals and politics and this and that. I get it. A lot of crazy stuff goes on that you and I can't even comprehend. It, it's so far above our brain. But we've watched secession. When it comes to Dan Snyder, selling this football team, I, Eric Nathan, a.k.a. Barstool Nate, give it my 100% stamp of it is happening, no doubt about it. What did you make of the New York Post report that Jeff Bezos would consider selling the Washington Post if it helped him buy the Washington Commanders? Well, yeah, so two, two things on that. One, <laughs> It's funny that he's like, yeah, I'm willing to sell a newspaper. I, I haven't even seen a newspaper in the last 10 years of my life. I wouldn't even, if I saw one, I'd be stunned. Like I just saw a ghost. Like, oh, that's what a newspaper looks like. Whoa. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no kidding. He's willing to sell a newspaper. I'm willing to sell, you know, my phonograph. So that's not a big <laughs> deal. But the other thing is I do not care if Bezos buys the team or not. I, he's become the front runner and everybody's favorite. But I think when we take a step back and just look, it's like he's one of the people. I, we don't know what type of owner he would be. He's just a big name, and we know he would probably build us an awesome stadium. But I'm in the anybody but Snyder camp. If it's Bezos, great. If it's one of the other five candidates, wonderful. I don't have any eggs in the Bezos basket. I don't really care if it's him. I'm not rooting for him. I'm just rooting for it to get done. If it's him, great, and I hope that he returns us to the promised land. If it's not him, oh, well, it'll be some other guy worth $10 billion. Like, I'm not overly concerned with What's him buying the What's the first move you would top. expect from a new Say owner? That again, please? First move you would expect from a new owner? It, the new owner's going to have a lot of, I don't know what to call it, like community work to do, but I guess just winning back the trust of not just the fans, but also, you know, the people with the money and the decision makers, the politicians, to get the new stadium. He's going to have to meet with Virginia, meet with D.C., meet with Maryland, and just really figure out what this, the new owner can do to make things better across the board. And then, and then it gets into the money talk. Where, where's the best place to build the stadium? And maybe the new owner has friends in one state or another and lobbyists here and there. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on, but I think the first move – is to win over the trust of the fans and the trust of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and then just move forward from there. It's going to be interesting with the new owner. Um, Very. What do you think? I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think people are interested in the Bezos stuff just because he's a guy they've heard they, they've heard of. And, yeah. Yeah. like, outside of that, if it's just some kind of nameless billionaire – that might be preferred, honestly, because then it's not this celebrity type thing. 
But either way, I think you just want a well-run organization. And I mean, honestly, that's a great point. I don't want the owner to be the most famous person on the team. I don't, I don't like Jerry Jones, how he gives press conferences and speaks to the reporters after games. I find that crazy. It's, it's almost like he just took off his pads and he, he then talks to the, the, you know, the reporter scrum. That's so unnecessary. The owner should be the owner. The players should be the players. The coaches should be the coaches. GM the GM, etc. I don't. I don't want the owner. I would prefer a uh, an owner that we never see or hear of. Like I, I couldn't name you two thirds of the owners' names in the NFL. That's the way I like it. Same way you shouldn't know the rest names. You shouldn't know any of these guys' names because you only know the ones that screw up. And I just, I, I would prefer our owner to go under the radar be a smart guy or girl who does the right decisions and hires the correct people to do the jobs that Dan Snyder tried to do for 20 years. I don't want any more of that. So maybe Bezos. I think ultimately, Nate, though, it's more like that because we haven't won. Because we know Bob Kraft is, and we don't care because he does well all the time. Sure, that's a good point. We know most of the successful uh, team's owners because they're around, but they they don't force themselves the one, the owners that we know that have losing teams and not great franchises, we don't want to know about them. But if if this team was winning, I don't care about the owner being known. My thing is, I think perhaps it's because it's kind of my line of work. I can name probably every owner in the NFL. What I can't name, and what I think would be a dream scenario for Commanders fans five years from now, is because it, it's going to be a transition period. And, and anybody that's ever changed jobs or you're, you work at a company and it gets sold. Like anytime this stuff happens, there's going to be a transition period and it'll take some time for everything to kind of settle in. Mm-hmm. But I hope once mm-hmm. new ownership is firmly implanted, involved, you know what I can't name around the league? Team presidents. Who's, Team in, president. char- GM. Who's in charge of the business operation? Yeah. The GMs, the talent evaluators, that's the football side of things. That gets talked about. But let's have a situation where. And Jason is a pretty forward-facing person, right? And and he had to be because of the situation he walked into and the massive amounts of just mess that was there. But I'd love to not hear from these people. Just just have a good business model and make money and sell tickets. And you don't – like, We I don't even know who has Jason Wright's job – with the Wizards and the Capitals. Yeah. And those are the Caps have won a title. The Wizards are kind of fringe playoff team, but they just run the business and it's not a story. That's what I want with the Commanders. I think with Jeff Bezos, it's the fact that he's worth $120 billion. And I think people look at things that we've done and they look at things that have not been done and they go, oh, the lack of money. You look at Jeff, you, you suspect that that would never happen. And I think that's what a lot of fans push for him. Can, can, can we just not compare the Wizards to the Caps ever again, please? That, sure, but it, it's same ownership is what I'm saying. I understand. Yeah, no, the, the Wizards are just – we don't speak about it enough. The Wizards are the Cleveland Browns. We, the Wizards are pound for pound the worst franchise in the NBA over the last 40 years. It, it's pathetic what the Wizards are. That seems – No, it's just stats. It's just numbers. It, is that right? I, I mean, listen, I've been a Bullets fan my whole life. You might be right, but 
my point wasn't about the Wiz. My point, pick yeah, whoever you, you, you want. You triggered me the, talking about the, the Wizard. Whoever you want to talk, pick the, dude, let's talk about Harris. Because if it's not Bezos, it seems like it's going to be this dude, Josh Harris. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at how he runs the Devils and, and the, the Sixers. Sixers. The, the Devils were bad for a while. He turned them around. I think they're second in the East. The Sixers were bad for a while. They got turned around. I think they're third in the East. Like, they're both viable playoff threats. I don't ever hear anything about the business organization. The but, like, what the hell? I don't care. The Atlanta Braves, the New Orleans Saints, like, pick the Seattle Kraken. Whoever the team is, like, we don't hear about the business operation. That's what I want with the Commanders. I'm with you. I, I'm 100% with you. I And when we do hear about the business side of the commanders, it's usually them screwing up. It's the Sean Taylor debacle. It's this, it's that. And then it's FedEx field and we can't get a stadium. It's, it's just, it's just, it never ends. But we know more about the business operations of our football team than I know about my own finances, like on my laptop right now. It's, it's crazy to me. Right. I agree with that. I think that's really well said. Um, so let, let's talk a little about the football field, shall we? Uh, what do you make of the offensive coordinator search? <laughs> uh, it's just such a funny way of asking it. Um, <laughs> it. It worries me that you know Ron's been around for fifty years, whatever. He's been he's been part of the league forever. He has a lot of friends, and he has a very old school style of thinking and coaching. And it worries me that we are going to get a retread and a person who has been running the same boring offense for the last 10, 15 years, bouncing from team to team. And what we need is someone young, someone who has a full understanding of the current day NFL and how defensive defenses and offensive work. And I'm very nervous that Ron is just going to hire a buddy of his, a friend of his, and it's just, going to be another year of boring, bad offense. I, I saw something yesterday. A guy said, basically, we, we keep saying we need a young, innovative uh, person. Scott was supposed to do that. Sure. That's 37 years old. He was a young, innovative person. So I don't care how old the person is. I just need the person to come out here and have something that works. Because I see Andy Reid as, as one of the oldest coaches in the league. He still has some youthfulness and some fun with it. Totally, you know it got it has to be a coach who could. Do, I look at Pete Carroll; he has fun with his guys, and they seem to play for him. So I don't care how old the person is, because I, just because you're young, don't mean that you're going to be great. I agree with that. Agree. There's this assumption that being a run first team is bad too, which is incorrect. The Niners are a run first team. Oh yeah, the Rams last year were a run first team. The Seahawks this year, the success they had was because they ran the ball so well. So, I, like we we frame these narratives around what should and shouldn't be, and they're just inaccurate. But but still, to your point, Nate, I I would the, the Zampezi Shermer offensive coordinator candidacies don't move the needle much because there's a track record for these guys, and it's not very good. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it nicely. I it would be it would be a debacle. It would be terrible if either of them were hired as the offensive coordinator. I think it would be bad for Sam Howell if that's actually who we're rolling with as our starting quarterback. I think it I I just I think it would be just a big step back for the franchise. I 
I just, I'd rather roll the dice again with someone, a coordinator, someone new, someone up and coming, than settle for someone like Zampezi, who we just know who he is, and it just doesn't inspire anything. You, I, I'd rather... I'd rather swing for the fences and fail than, you know, just try to settle for a single. It's just, I, but let's, let's just go for it. If we're revamping this team, if we have a young quarterback who is athletic with a big arm, we have all these weapons at wide receiver. Let's, let's just go for a young coordinator who has ideas and can just really just go for it. I, I just do not like old retreads who bounce team to team because it's the old boys club and blah 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 i i cannot stand that but but i think looking for that in this situation is kind of asking for something that's kind of impossible virtually because i don't think the the top of the line guys are going to be saying yes i'm going there when everybody could be gone and we can all be gone in six months uh like if new ownership comes in and cleans house yes yeah, it's a it's a risk you got to be willing to take. Like uh, Thomas Brown, he intrigues me. I don't know a ton about him, but you know you work under. He hasn't called plays yet, but it'd be an opportunity for. Him. Is he also right. interviewing with San Diego supposedly? San, uh, San Diego. I mean the Chargers. Um, I don't know if he is. He had an interview with the Texans to be the head coach, though. So, you know, he's going to have opportunities. Mike, if I was. If I was Thomas Brown, and even if I don't get another offer, I'd be I'd be a little nervous to come here. And let's just say it doesn't go well. I don't know that a lot of folks are that optimistic about this offense next this fall. And then does he ever get the opportunity again? Yeah. I, that's why I, if I did, if I had to handicap it, I still think Shermer is probably the leader in the clubhouse. But we'll see. Um, Nate, we got to run, man. We're kind of late already. Hi, Pre- Yo, good luck with the apartment stuff, dude. It sounds like a nightmare, and I'm sorry. Uh, it's the biggest nightmare of my life. It, it, it's terrible, but thank you. Yeah. Um, you can move into to B. Mitch's mansion if you want. <laughs> His house is so big that he would not even know that I was living you could, there. He, you could live in the garage. <laughs> like, he has, like, a two-bedroom garage. No, I, I, he. I've seen it. It's ginormous. I I would be lifting weights and just eating all this food, and you would have no idea. <laughs> Goodbye, dude. Hi, Nate. Yeah, that's our friend Barstool Nate. When we come back, we haven't talked about Chris Harris leaving the Commanders. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time to do it. Listen, guys, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to draw comparisons to the flu game or anything, but I did scratch my eye and it's watering and I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep going. All right? Unfortunately, you uh, your job Entails your your mouth. It helps to see. You don't have to see to talk. All right, fine. <laughs> Tell me what you see then, B. Um, Commanders defensive backs coach Chris Harris um, has a good reputation around the league. If you mm-hmm. remember last year, I think there were reports that some teams were interested in interviewing him for a D coordinator job. I don't know that that – I don't remember if that came to fruition or if it was just reported. Um, and there's a report now – more or less seems a certainty that Chris Harris will be hired as the defensive backs coach for the Tennessee Titans. And he also gets the passing game coordinator title. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom Pelissero, I believe, NFL Network was the first. Half, half the way to be in D.C.? Maybe. Or it's a made-up title to make it seem easier for a guy to leave for a lateral step. Regardless. It's nothing official yet because Harris is still in the mix for D coordinator jobs, and there's some feeling around the league that maybe he could get the Chicago job. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously you'd want to take a D coordinator job over a DB's coach for a relatively young guy. I mean, he just got done playing within the last 10 years. Um, Let's say, just for the sake of conversation, Brian, that the coordinator job doesn't occur. Yeah. And he's going to Tennessee. Do you call that a lateral move, or does the title of passing game coordinator change it? I think the the title changes it some because if you go to a lot of teams, there are passing game coordinators offensively and defensively. You hear about it offensively run, all the time, and you hear about it, but it's 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 on both sides of the ball. And if I get more responsibility, and that's why I said halfway there. If I go to interview and I'm just a defensive back coach, I'm a defensive back coach. If I go to interview and I'm a defensive back coach and I was the passing game coordinator, I had one more step closer, you know. But I have to show that I have some understanding of the run game defense as well. So I think it's a it's a it's it's a a lateral but a little step up than it is. It's like a lateral plus one. Because if it was completely lateral and he didn't get permission, he probably wouldn't have been able to do it. But that's where I begin to look at it where he's already talking to somebody being all, saying like this is a – if he don't get another job, he's going here. Did something happen here? I wouldn't call it a step up. I would call it like a ramp. Like there's a little bit so of a ramp. It's a ramp. It's a slight it, – it, it may not be – a big step, like you go in some some uh, patios outside. Yeah, you have a slight step. Yeah, exactly. And when you go up on a deck, you got a uh, two two three steps. So, but do you know where Harris went to school? I believe this is a rival of yours, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. Um, oh no, rival. We beat him every time. So he played. For Rivera with the with the Panthers when Rivera was coaching there, 
Um, last year, he had the interview with the Eagles for their D.C. job. I I wonder a few things. I wonder if his contract was expiring, and so he didn't have to seek permission. I don't know the answer to that. I'm asking that. Um, I've heard that there may be some family reasons to try to get to Tennessee. Not sure how accurate that is. I think his wife might be from Tennessee. Mm. Um, But my bigger question is, this is a team that appears to be going through a sales process. Yeah. Like a team is up for sale. You got no old coordinator. You just lost your defensive backs coach, or it looks like you're losing him one way or another. How... Big of a deal is a guy that, whether his contract expired or not, at most is only taking a partial step up to leave your organization. Hmm. And maybe it's not a big deal. I mean, it may not be a big deal, but, you know, I think there are some rumblings out there that they didn't know that his his contract was expiring. I don't know that either. No, but I'm saying there's some rumblings out there that's saying that. So when I hear rumblings from certain people, I take it as fact. So How could saying, they not know his contract was expired? Well, we, we did not know we could get kicked out of a, a league, I mean, out of a playoff game in a game. So I, I'm just saying maybe, just maybe, there's so much micromanaging that we're not knowing enough of what's happening all around. Because as well as that guy was with his DBs and much as they like him and as much as they tried to praise him, and we've heard even media people promote him and, and talk about him. I don't think you wanted him to just leave out of your uh, out of your coaching staff. Well, how do you balance the the undeniable development of young DBs, Cam Curl, St. Juice, Derek Forrest, um, with the failure of William Jackson the third? I mean, that was a disaster. Hey, he didn't sign William Jackson. William Jackson came in here already knowing some stuff. And I've always said when you get a you get a top notch um free agent that comes into your team. That's not on the coach that's here to coach him. It's on whoever signed him. Because most of those guys are stuck in their own ways. And if you drafted, if you you signed the guy that doesn't play what you're playing, how are you going to blame that on the person that's designed to coach somebody to teach him when he, he, he refuses to learn it? I don't put that on Chris. Now, the young guy came in. They want to learn what, the, what, what this defense entails. They seem to be taking the steps up. Kendall Fuller came in here as a free agent and learned what was the steps up. William Jackson just did not want to go away from him. I'm thinking they told William one thing, and when he got here, they tried to change it to something else. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm i a person that when, like, Jalen Hurts, his emergence, I think his – 80 to 90% Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm yeah. sure there are coaches that help and putting him in the right scheme helps, but it, most things in on this planet are up to the person to get yeah. them done. The coach gives you, like, I give you a sheet. This is, the, this is what I want you to go by. You have to be a dedicated enough person to take these things and work on them on a daily basis and see where you're improving, and then when you start seeing it, you even work even harder. Jalen Hurts is that guy. Right. Some guys aren't. And so, but so for me, like curl, like Cam Curl, for instance, seventh rounder. 
I think there was some question about his size. He's answered that. Mm-hmm. He's one of the smartest, most intuitive football players I've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. I, I think Harris obviously helped, but I'm not. Del Rio might have helped. Working with some veterans as a young guy might have helped. Mm-hmm. Ron might have helped. But I think Curl, by and large, is the reason he improved. But it's, it, it could be Curl. Just like I would go through my career. I put in the work, just like what Snoop said. I, I, and most of all, I want to thank me. I was the one that put in the work. Right. So, but ultimately, oh, guy's his name. Camp Curl? No, or no, Chris no. Harris? My coach. My coach from oh. my first year. David Cullen? Don Bro. Don Bro. Don Bro. The stuff he told me and gave me to go by helped out tremendously. When I got to Philadelphia, after 10 years in the league, Ted Williams was able to help me by giving me certain things as an older guy to learn some more things. But I had to be the one to go put in the work because Ted can't follow me around every day. I thought Ted Williams was a baseball player. No, this Ted Williams is a is – a, yeah, that one is, but this Ted Williams from Compton. He was my talented. He was my coach in uh, Philly. But the Ted thing about Williams it is from Compton, coaches set you up. They will set you up and give you the things that, that can help you out. Now, once you leave, it's all about what the player does. You know, the player has to go put in the work. I can tell you something every day to help you out. And if you don't implement it into your your, your daily routine and try to make yourself better, that's not my fault. That's your fault. But I gave you the the, the roadmap. You got to be the one to follow it. Going to talk Super Bowl halftime shows at noon. We know who it's going to be. What was the best one ever? Remember Janet Jackson? Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. <laughs> like, Jeff, you're you're my current hip-hop I don't mean being greedy. I mean, he tells this lady just to be happy with this quickie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll definitely quickie. get away, you'll get get away, away with this song. For sure. That song you played for me the other day by G-Unit, if, if you're making that song these days, you can get away with a lot. <laughs> uh, that was quite a song. Quite a love song. Um, R.I.P. Tupac. Uh, how about... Anybody ready for some Aaron Rodgers news? I love. I Let's know go. B please, loves Aaron Rodgers please news. Please tell me, is he coming to Washington? That's that's the new rumor. No. Okay. And honestly, I'm kind of happy we can shut that dumb stuff down. Oh no, it's gonna come more. Ah, who? When we were t- when the Rui trade was kind of breaking down yesterday, live <laughs> in our show. Mm-hmm. What did we say about Woj? Woj says it. It's real. Yeah, it's happening. So what do you say about Schefter? Same thing. Schefter says it. It's real. Per Adam Schefter, the Packers will not be trading Aaron Rodgers within the NFC Conference. Who plays in the NFC Conference? Washington. The Commanders. So we can shut that door. Yeah. So Good. Because it was never going to happen. So $50 million, wherever he goes. They do say they'll explore the idea of trading him to the AFC. Hello, New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Raven. Following the same path, you mean Aaron goes to Brett Favre and they run the ball at them. I don't. I'd see the Jets making this kind of move, which I, frankly is probably a bad move. I think that I don't see the million, Ravens doing it. That fifty million dollars affects a lot of salaries, bro. Yeah, I mean, we can give it a quick glance at uh, some salary cap stuff. Um. Going over the cap right now. 
the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 right now, or their cap's a bit messy, but I'm sure there's some stuff they could clean up. Um, the Jets cap is not that simple looking, honestly, to clear some space. You can always make things work, but... So you said the Ravens... You think the Ravens could get rid of Lamar? Right now, people that's in the AFC that seem to have issues going on right now. About the Texans. Hey. They got more issues than anybody. The Colts. The Colts just go after another veteran quarterback. They've done it a hundred times. It is interesting what teams have the most cap space. And if you're got 92 mil. If you're a Commanders fan, and somebody sent me this, which I think is completely irrelevant, but so the Bears. The Bears' ownership is trying to move out to the suburbs, right? They're, they're trying to move to, like, an equivalent of, I don't know if it's Dumfries or Landover or what, but they're trying to leave the city where Soldier Field is and go out to the burbs because they got some sweetheart deal from some suburban community. Um, but the city of Chicago is trying to keep them there, and they just rolled out this dope video of, like, a yeah, possible de- like major lakeside development with housing and, and – uh, Public transportation. The video was cool as hell, right? Yeah. I got, I, I, forgive me, I don't know who sent this to me, but somebody sent it to me via Twitter. Um, the Bears have $92 million in cap space? Yes. Deron Payne liked that post of the new Soldier Field. <laughs> Again, it could be nothing, but Bears and Falcons had general managers talking about their need for interior pass rush disruption. Bears got thirty six million more. Sure, but either one can make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. You expect the pain to come back? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think if how it, many it, times did Ron and Martin mention budget the other day? A lot. I just think that the 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 leading up to that situation, although it wasn't like the Kirk Cousins thing. People remember little things like that. And I think if he's back, it's on a tag. And I think the tag, based off of what the tag was developed for, is not what it's used for. The tag now is used as a deterrent not to let guys get paid. And it it was supposed to be there to keep your top players. Right. And And it was supposed to be a mechanism to get you to work out a long time. Yeah, and now it seems to be a, a deterrent and like a negative. It was never designed to be a negative. It was always designed to be a positive, and it doesn't seem like that right now. Uh, here's what I want to do. Speaking about positives, anything involving Rihanna is a positive in my book. Yes, it is. Uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl halftime. that They've now announced, and I want to compare it to some classic Super Bowl halftimes. Pete Haley will join us at 1 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.